Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. You're listening to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters and I co-host this podcast where we talk about movies that Justin has seen because he has seen everything and I have seen mm, slim to none. And guess what? Guess what, Justin? What, Chrissy? I'm so excited. We have an incredible guest with us today. One half of the Countdown podcast, we have Paul. Air horns. What's up, Paul? How you doing, man? Hello, Chrissy. Hello, Justin. And hello, all the So I Married a Movie Geek listeners. It's a pleasure to be here from the other side of the world where it's not that bright and early. It's almost lunchtime, but uh, it's so awesome to be here to talk about these two films. <laughs> so, this is this is super exciting for me. Uh, Paul, of course, is also in the Podfix network with the two of us. Woo! Uh, yeah. but, but Paul's only been on a draft episode, fantasy movie draft episodes thus far. So... I think you've been on like four or five. Do you do you remember how many, Paul? Uh, probably too many, given my win ratio is pretty <laughs> low. Uh, but he's never been on a podcast uh, with uh, Chrissy and I. So this is kind of cool. I have to admit, like so often because of the draft episodes, which I love, by the way. You get to have really fun people on, and it's obviously a great listen. And then normally it's just you and I, and that's great. But when we get to invite a third person to our marriage, I gotta say I enjoy it. <laughs> we've we've been more open in our marriage, Paul. So you know, last month we had Nick, and we talked about the Fifty Shades movies. It was very romantic. That's very uh, open. So, uh, <laughs> and so I'm like, I, I gotta get my boy Paul on. What kind of romantic films are we going to talk about with him? <laughs> and we we batted it back and forth, me and him, trying to really decide for you, Chris. And we Thanks, came guys. up with uh, two horror movies, Chrissy. You know, you always think of me. <laughs> with, to be fair, some very strong romantic themes in both. <laughs> there you go. I mean, Silence. sure. <laughs> uh, n- not only is Paul uh, from Australia, not only is he on the Podfix Network with us, not only does he have a, a great podcast in his own self. By the way... You can. Uh, this is the, the first time having both of you guys on the mic, Paul. What do you think about the comparisons between your co-host on your podcast and Chrissy? I think there's a, a little similarity there. Well, I, I, for one, I think maybe the elements of the kind of films I like are <laughs> closer to the mark. But I would think that Chrissy, as much as she falls asleep in films and therefore forgets them. I would guess her her memory is about 33,000 times better than Wayne's. <laughs> Spoken like somebody who is truly married to Wayne and knows him well. <laughs> um, <laughs> another first tonight, it, it's really good to get a psych uh, on, on the podcast with this married couple who have been <laughs> putting out podcasts for years and years, fighting about movies. Uh, Paul obviously has listened to a few of our episodes. Are we okay, Paul? Are we going to be okay? Uh, Think before well, before you this episode, <laughs> I would have said yes. <laughs> I make no guarantee after by the end of the next hour, hour and a bit. <laughs> Look, you've got this far. Was it 2009 the show started? It was. We got married the same year. That's... Well, I assume you had to because otherwise your your name title is a lie. Yeah, so I'm dating... <laughs> So I dated a movie geek doesn't doesn't have the same ring to it. Or or we could have gotten married earlier than that and started the podcast later. That's true. That is true. true. So um, no, I think I think nine years on and many hundreds of episodes later, this is not gonna be one to break you, I hope. <laughs> it won't be the podcast that breaks us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's get right to it. So, obviously, both these movies are two movies that Chrissy had never seen before. Up to this point, I, I basically sprung both of them on her uh, free willy-nilly. She's she's staring into my soul. Uh, let's start with the first one. It, it, it is known in everywhere but the U.S. as Brain Dead, but here in the U.S., 
uh, when it was released in 1993. It was known as Dead Alive. On this picturesque block, in this manicured home, something evil, something terrifying, something horrifying is haunting Lionel. His mother. I thought I told you to spray this house. The place is infested with vermin. Although she was a little strict. Look at this dust. It's an inch thick. He never wished her any harm. You look after me. Until... Uh... <laughs> Your mother's dead, Lionel. Now, whatever mom's got... has caught on with the neighbors. She's been you, know you can pray. I kick ass for the Lord. You can plead. You can beg for mercy. But nothing you can do will stop. Because how do you kill something that's already Trimark Picture presents a modern masterpiece of horror. Your mother ain't my dog! Dead alive. Party's over. Why? <laughs> so the logline, Chrissy, we'll get to that. A young man's mother is bitten by a Sumatran rat monkey. She gets sick and dies, at which time she comes back to life, killing and eating dogs, nurses, friends, and neighbors. That about sums it up. <laughs> this movie uh, was directed by Peter Jackson of uh, Heavenly Creatures fame, uh, The Frighteners, Lord of the Rings, uh, written by Peter Jackson, Fran Walsh, and Stephen Sinclair. Chrissy, you had never seen Dead Alive, aka Brain Dead, before. Nope. I've I've got some of the pictures of the showing of this. Uh, your reaction to it? What did you think? <laughs> this movie gave me a reason to go get Botox. I'm staring at the screen the entire time in a mixture of horror and disbelief, with this permanent like number eleven happening between my eyebrows, and I just like. I don't know how to say, it. are you ready for the explicit rating, Justin? Because here it comes. What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? I, you know, I love Heavenly Creatures. I remember seeing it when I was very young, you know, 14 or so, memorized every line. That was one of those like, you know, movies you see when you're a teenage girl. You're like, yes, this. So when I heard, hey, it's Peter Jackson, you like him. I'm like, yeah, cool. It's not Lord of the Rings, right? And you're like, no. And I left wishing I had seen all of the Lord of the Rings movies again, rather than sit through this short movie. Harsh, Chrissy. Harsh. Oh. Harsh. Yeah, just a little. Uh, we, this is the, so we watched this movie second, and after the first movie, there there were some instances where Chrissy was aghast, and I was like, "Oh God, just wait for 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 Dead Alive." Um, but uh, and you she, were laughing the whole time, by the way. So it's not only am I like looking like what the hell is happening. Justin's next to me, and he's like, ha, 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 like the entire <laughs> Dang, time. You with the Beavis, the fucking butthead impression. <laughs> you uh, were. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my 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 heart out there. I love this movie, guys. Oh god, I've never had. I I can't remember the the more the most fun I had watching a movie with Chrissy in forever. Because you wanted to torture me, <laughs> it wasn't. That's it, Chrissy. That was like just that was like the cherry on top of the 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 Sunday. The movie in itself is is a, a masterpiece of of zombie uh, craziness. This movie's awesome, Chrissy. Don't look at me that way. Don't look at me that way. Go on. It, it filled my heart. It was like the opposite of, with what of the Grinch. Like my heart grew like twenty sizes. It was crazy. <laughs> Uh, I, I brought on Paul to kind of like hold our hand through this. Like I said, he's a psych, but he, uh, I, I knew he had some kind of uh, love for this movie as well. Paul, back me up on this. What do you think about Dead Alive, aka Brain Dead? Where, where you come from, sir? I'm, um, I'm very sorry, Chrissy. We've only just met, and you're going to form a, <laughs> a particular opinion of me over this next hour or so of the conversation, which is only partially accurate. 
but accurate it is because I've given in my lifetime 12 films five stars out of five stars and this film is one of them. What? What did you say? (laughs) This is the greatest gore comedy, horror comedy arguably ever made with only one other film I can think of coming close in that particular category. It's the best fun I've ever had. I saw this movie twice at the cinema when it came out in 1992, uh, probably 1993 by the time it reached our shores. Uh, The first time was just sort of blown away by it. Second time, it was like a midnight screening, which almost never happens in my hometown. And it was attended by people who were just there to have a great time, who were all drinking and... It was the most memorable movie theater experience of my entire life. So there you go. That's how much I love this film. I'm I'm so jealous that you got to see this in a theater full 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 of people watching it. I would die to see this movie in a theater. Cool, cool, cool. I, I came to it. Obviously, I, I grew up in a video store, but the the VHS cover or the poster or whatever for for this movie for us was like amazing. Like that. That's how you kind of found those rare uh gems in the video store because you're like okay let me see what cover jumps out at me and this one is like infamously great so chrissy what is your so what is your biggest qualm i know you have qualms plural but what is your biggest issue with the movie so listening to you guys talk about your love for this and you know five out of five stars and justin's like yeah the cover and oh my god so funny and so great (laughs) yay gore it occurs to me I don't have a favorite horror or gory movie because I hate them all. I really, Uh. really do. So I think that this just kind of falls prey to that, that emotion, that visceral feeling of like, oh, why am I watching somebody's face get blown apart with the bottom of a lawnmower? Why is this (laughs) happening to me right now? What did I do in my life to deserve this? So I, I can't see beyond that. And I recognize that's my own limitation. So I can't even blame the movie here. There's an audience for it, clearly. And you guys loved it. And I'm sure that there are good reasons. I'd prefer almost for you to educate me as to what those reasons are. Because left to my own devices, I'm like, nah, thanks. Fuck that. Well, I <laughs> I was anticipating when we started, I'm like, okay, I haven't seen this movie in a while. But I know I, I've seen it a couple times. I was worried that I was going to feel bad for making you watch this movie. Then I was like, okay, this it's not like this is like a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre situation where all the gore is like really dark and True. like, uh, like uh, torture. Yeah. This is like a cartoon come to life uh, in yeah. terms of that's a, good point. a zombie gore movie. And that's why I was laughing the whole time because the movie is amazing in itself. And then Chrissy was doing contortions of her face, one of which a picture I said to Paul, like, oh, this is what you get this is what you got to 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 look forward to during our discussion of Dead Alive. Chrissy was like, you you'd seen a a ghost exploding in front of your face or something. <laughs> so you make a good point. This isn't Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I would feel sorry for me, like out of body experience for that. And I in fact I did when you made me watch it. But I digress. So you're right. There's this is no gore in that movie, by the way. Not little to no gore in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, and then there's this movie. So you're right that there is a certain amount of like it gets to the WTF point of going, "What? It's just so crazy!" Like now he has a lawnmower. It's great. So I get it. Again, this is your your thing. Cool for you. Good for you, bro. <laughs> I'm. I was too caught up in the fact that there was like little to no dialogue after the first third of the movie. That only like two characters seemed like they actually had New Zealand accents and nobody else did. And I was like, where are they all from? And then like, what happened to the rat monkey? Oh wait, now this and that. I, I you know her face is falling off. Yeah, I got way too caught up in the minutia to enjoy it. <laughs> Chrissy's like Neil uh, uh, Neil. Neil deGrasse Tyson this movie like that's not how zombies work basically um yeah I like I said uh <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's talk uh favorite scenes Paul you're you're obviously a oh. fan I think there is there's one which which towers over everything in this movie and it comes kind of towards the middle so it it like raises everything up no, no, no. I'm I'm mimicking what I think it Chrissy, could be. Chrissy, Chrissy, Chrissy was talking about the dog, the dog eating scene. Uh, when when the mom first basically becomes a zombie, <laughs> I'm talking about the zombie baby scene, Chris. Oh, oh, I'm glad boy. you mentioned that. That's that's great. I mean, the, there are so many great scenes 
in the movie. Apparently, that was a late addition. They actually finished the film ahead of schedule. And then Peter Jackson had 50 or 60 grand left over. And so, they um, got everyone back for two additional days and they shot that scene in the park. Oh, so worth it. it. Almost wasn't there. Yeah. So worth it. See, here's the difference. You're like, that's hilarious and amazing. And I'm like, oh my God, that made me so uncomfortable. How are, How is everybody else? I mean, I get it. They purposely made the baby look nothing like a baby with good reason. So we would buy in and we wouldn't be all, you know, abhorred. But I'm looking at everybody else in the park who just kind of looks like, mm, what a shame. What a shame this is happening. And I'm like, what is what happening? Why is nobody saying anything? <laughs> Well, it was, is it the 50s or the 60s? 50s, right? 50s. Uh, yeah, late 50s. So, I guess there's that <laughs> things weren't uh, immediately broadcast to social media, but God, that bit's funny with the way he's, and I'm, I'm sorry to say this is exactly what happens, the way he's beating on that zombie baby to stop it from killing anybody else. And just the bit where he picks it up and finally stuffs it in the bag and he's walking away like sheepishly and smashes its head against the, the swing as he walks past. I was I watched this Home Alone by myself late at night. I'm pretty sure I woke the house up laughing too loudly. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry, and Chrissy. Justin. No, it's all I'm good. I'm really you sorry. And, <laughs> no, you don't need to apologize. You and Justin both thought that was amazing. And I'm like, oh my God, he bashed him against a swing. <laughs> so, you want us to illuminate you, Chrissy, on, on the, the greatness of this movie. We, we sure. talked about this earlier. This is a movie about love. This is a movie about love between a mother and her son. This is love about... Uh, some dude and some girl that he met at like the corner store after she got her 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 future read to her with some some mm-hmm. tarot cards or something, and so it's just like who's gonna like which love is gonna survive? No, you're this film, wrong. Chris? This is not a movie about love. This is a movie about <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. What happens when you are in love with the person who is ruining your life and keeping you pretty much hostage, if not physically, emotionally? Well, maybe we can ask this to, to Paul. Obviously, this is a New Zealand movie. Paul's in Australia. They're the same. I'm not saying they're the same, but he's definitely <laughs> he's closer to us in proximity. Uh, proximity is is there like a lack of good men in New Zealand because the 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 main girl Paquita, which was was a hated character by Chrissy, she was really hard up for some some man action to continue this pseudo relationship with this guy who's. Zombie mother has taken over his life. So, looking, we know a few New Zealanders in the Podfix network, and I would hate to offend them. Plus, I've made a couple other friends recently from that part of the world. So, no, there's definitely not a lack of New Zealander men. (laughs) That, although we are going back in time 60 years fictitiously. So, I just think that Paquita was pretty sure, based on this tarot card reading, that Lionel had to be the one for her. So, she ignored the, well, what turned out to be the very narcissistic, self-centered guy who used to play for the All Blacks, almost for the All Blacks, uh, in favor of him. So, And it's set, it was shot around Wellington, but I don't know if it's actually set in Wellington or whether it's, um, yeah, it is. So, Wellington's a bigger city than that, I'm pretty sure, even back in 1957. It looks much smaller town. Although I thought it was the maybe model- Christchurch. You thought it was what, sorry? Christchurch. Yes, yeah, so- I'm reading the description. It says Wellington, but it could be Christchurch because that does oh, ring a bell kidding. from the graphic that comes up. So just who kidding. knows? But I think the uh, you know what film you're in for right at the start when we get those establishing shots of a city. You're right, actually, where there's where there's the tram and it's clearly a model with plastic figurines in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this movie, the estimated budget for it is three million dollars, Chrissy. What for this movie to go as balls out as it does? And by the way, Chrissy called on earlier. She's like, are we watching the uncut version of this movie? And I was like, I hope, look, I hope look so. over there. Look over there. <laughs> like, just look over there. Like, I like sh- I like rattled some keys. She's like, okay, all right, we're back in the Shiny. movie. <laughs> uh, well, it's 12, but- the, the uncut version is 12 minutes longer. So you certainly would know if you, if you hadn't watched that one. Yep, for sure. Are you sad, Chrissy? Have we made you sad? I, you know, I mean, when you have me watch what... What magazine is this? I, I had something pulled up ahead of the podcast. Stuff magazine calls Sir Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson, Jesus, Peter Jackson's most violent movie ever made. And in fact, one of society's most violent movies ever made. I, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> well, obviously, I can't 
preface this by saying, Chrissy, you want to watch one of the goriest movies of all time? That goes nowhere. So I'm like, hey, you like Heavenly Creatures, Peter Jackson. Let's watch this. And then I just start it. So, mm-hmm. and then Paul, again, Paul likes this movie a lot. And I wanted to carry it to Paul in some way. So, well, so it's fine. Some of, some of the blame can be shouldered by Paul. <laughs> He's far <laughs> enough away. So, you know. I'll probably just True. safe. Chrissy will never speak to me again, but it, but I'm enjoying this hour <laughs> while I've got it. <laughs> and not only that, let's back Paul and I up with some some stats. This movie has an 86% critics rating, 86% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 7.5 mm. on IMDb, which is not too bad as well. It's excellent for a horror film. Um, I just think it's it's a gleeful horror horror film. We saw. Evil Dead 2 last year, Chris, for the mm-hmm. podcast. That movie's kind of like the, you know, what would you say, older uncle to this movie? Yeah, like, for that's, sure. That's the other one. That's the other one I put in the same league. They're the two best horror comedies ever made, in my opinion. Um, but Evil Dead 2 kind of set uh, the template, and Dead Alive took that and just runs with it forever. Like, it, especially with the uncut version. It's like I was surprised at how far they could go. I mean, the the, the lawnmower scene at the end in itself is just amazing. The, uh, the well, the, gore, the whole the, final act is one oh. gore scene after another. When what other in what other film? Not just the the people coming back to life after they're dead, but the internal organs. Well, actually, there's one other film. We'll talk oh. about that. Uh, <laughs> the internal organs come to life and also start trying to kill our hero. That's just awesome. <laughs> And again, a movie about love. The 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 mom she disappears for a while, and he has to deal with all these other zombies. And then all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, is this the end?" No, mother's here, and she crashes through like the. Chrissy's like rolling her eyes. I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm looking at you. Go that, ahead. That effects work with that final mom, whatever the the shape she's in, is amazing. Chrissy, totes amazing. Look at you. What? Could you give me a, what? Let's let's talk positively about this movie. What what would you say is a is a plus? You laughed, Chrissy. You can't lie. You laugh, right? I think if I if I did, first of all, I don't remember. Second of all, it was due to the absurdity of what I was watching, as oh, opposed course. to an intentional laugh. Like, no, this is a it, it's absurd. This movie is one hundred percent absurd. So. So this is the problem I have with absurdity when it comes to movies. And I didn't have this problem as much when I was younger, I have to admit. It's become something about being, I don't know, old and crotchety and no time to yourself. Is that when something is absurd by accident and also terrible, in my opinion, like I'm like, why am I wasting my time? This is horrible. I could be spending this time sleeping or doing a face mask (laughs) or drinking wine or all of the above. So I start to feel to believe it or not, sorry for myself because I'm like, I'm made to watch this awful thing that I would normally not watch and then I resent it. Not you, the movie. W- would you have preferred that this was a, a scarier, more serious zombie film or you just like fuck zombie films in general? Because pro- there are some that we've watched that you've liked. I'm probably, generally speaking, fuck zombie films or gory movies. Really, the gore is what gets me. Like, because half the time I have to look away. So I'm like, and then with this movie, if you look away half the time when there's gore, congratulations, you saw 20 minutes of it. So there's that to consider. Uh, But yeah, I just, I I don't know what this movie could have done differently to make me a fan other than maybe have more, and like you said, make it scarier. I don't mean that, but maybe make it more thriller-esque make it at least more intentionally funny could we get joss whedon to go back in time and work on the script because that would have been fine you're talking to a buffy fan here paul paul what do you think about this joss joss whedon having a go at the script uh uh, i'm sure maybe the well, Paquita is a strong strong enough character in the end. She fights through a lot of the undead and saves a couple of people, however, momentarily, but yeah, probably not quite got the yeah, got the modern day balance of gender roles in this film, that's fair to say. Just a little bit. I mean, this movie is now twenty six years old and I can't think <sighs> of a movie since then that could top how gleefully gory this movie is. Or at least I, I just haven't seen that movie yet. So 
You would know. The You're last, the encyclopedia. The, the, the lasting factor alone. Let me ask this because this is a big thing, of course, with the name uh, Dead Alive versus Brain Dead. Which one do you like best, Chris? Brain Dead. Paul? Yeah, well, Brain Dead's the way it always was for me. Brain so, dead. dead Alive is, yeah, Brain Dead, Brain Dead. Uh, how about some taglines? These are some crazy taglines, uh, allegedly, for this movie. The most undercooked comedy in the history of cinema. The, <laughs> the goriest fright accurate. film of all time. Also accurate. Some things won't stay down even after they die. <laughs> this is my favorite one. There's something nasty in Lionel's cellar. His family. <laughs> You'll laugh yourself sick, Chrissy. Or prepare for complete mental shutdown. Chrissy's like, I'm, I'm done. This is this is this is stupid. This is he knows done oh. Chrissy face pretty well. I leave it to you. Go ahead, boys. Enjoy. I'm just saying, if you have what is this movie? Uh, a little over an hour and a half. Um, depending on what cut you, you you're watching, if you like zombies, if you like something different, if you want to be entertained, that's the most important thing. You want to have fun watching a zombie movie. Uh, I laughed a ton. Chrissy did not laugh as much. Paul loves this <laughs> as well. I, I just don't think you can go wrong with this one. It, it's in my top five zombie movies of all time, straight up. So, no doubt, no doubt. I'm real. I'm really. I mean, I expected this to some degree but i feel like this this wave of disapproval slash hate coming off chrissy so i don't feel right banging on about it anymore except except to say (laughs) except to say some of the characters in this film are awesome like the priest i kick ass for the lord the uncle is awful and he's he's perfect like even his makeup where they're giving him i would assume is um uh, cold sores all over his face, and it's it's perfect. He's got the horrible wig on. He's great. The mother is exactly the the cliche kind of overbearing mother who's just keeping her son to herself for her own ends. She's good as well until she turns into the monster and well, the zombie, I should say. I just yeah, I'm I'm sad that there was nothing you could like about this movie, Chrissy. But I understand it's not for everybody. <laughs> uh, trivia, Chrissy. The movie said to be the bloodiest of all time during the during the lawnmower scene. Movie blood was pumped at five gallons per second. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Spanish title of the film, Chrissy. I I, I don't know Spanish very well, so this is going to be a terrible uh, version of this. But it's Tu Madre Saha Comido a Me Piero. Can I see it in writing? Yeah. Okay. Well, then you'll know what it says. That's the Uh, Spanish uh, title for this movie. Tu Madre Saha Comido a Me Piero. (laughs) My mother, I think it's, has eaten my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely it's my mother and my dog. I'm pretty sure. I know comida means food or eat, so... There you go. The, I mean, the biggest question mark in this movie, and maybe you guys can answer this, is um, why did he... It, it's kind of like he brought it on himself at some point. Like, his mom started. He should have just, like, nipped that in the bud quickly. And then all of a sudden, he's got, like, five zombies in his kitchen, and he's, like, feeding them and trying to run, like, a zombie daycare See, at some thing. point. You So that happened, and I had so many questions for you. I'm like, why yeah. is this happening? Why isn't he called the authorities or the hospital or kicked his mother out? Or killed her or something. What? Why? Um, you were like, ha. <laughs> well, I think the answer, the answer, if I if I put my psych hat on for a second, is he could. There was no way he could kill his mother. He was far. She was far too invested, or he was far too invested in her life. They were far too codependent. And then everybody else was just the result of trying to keep his mother with him. So Nurse McTavish and the priest, and then the the lead thug guy, uh, as the the corpses sort of mounted around him. He was just getting in deeper and deeper, and it, and it all would have meant having to give up his mother, which eventually he does, which is when he gets reborn at the end. Good point. <laughs> and he gives himself a girlfriend. It's about love, Chrissy. It's a, it's a movie about love. Thing. <laughs> should, no, no. I think we should Moulin keep Rouge saying is that. about love. This is not about love. <laughs> uh, Chrissy, what would be your final grade for for Dead Alive? F. F. I gave it. I gave it the dreaded big trouble in Little China rating. This is big, exactly what I was going to say. This is the trauma. <laughs> big trouble in Little China all over again. No, 
That's, sadi- that's sadistic, Chrissy. You know there's some at least so wait, good. So wait, you can... this is sadistic? This is sadistic. <laughs> I see where you draw the line. F means there's no positives or anything at all in this movie. So you're saying there's no positives, anything. This is a total F. D minus. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's we a win, Paul. We'll take that. D- it's D- better minus. than Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it, it's an A. Like I said, it's an A for me. It's one of my my favorite horror films of all time. Oh Top God. five zombie films, of course. Um, it's not perfect, but it's um just the the was it joy joy de vivre joie de vivre joie de vivre of this yep. movie. Peter Jackson, I think it his 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 pinnacle. Like Lord of the Rings is great, guys, but I I miss Meet the Feebles, Bad Taste. Peter Jackson, of course, this movie as well. I wish we would go back and do something really quick and dirty like this. I just think it's like, like I said, uh, an hour and forty minutes of pure fun. So, a a for me, Paul. What do you got? Uh, I think you've undersold it, Justin. It's an A plus, mm. straight out A plus. I can watch this film virtually any time, again and again. Say what you will about my psyche as a result of that, <laughs> but uh, it's just hilarious from start to finish. Uh, I love the movie, despite its flaws, and I accept it's not a perfectly made film, but the impact it has on me is a five-star or an A+. In your face, D-. minus. Good for you guys. <laughs> I, hey, I don't discount your votes. Good for you. For do do you want to watch the sequel, Dead Alive 2, Chrissy? No, thanks. There's not one, by the way. There's oh. just, I was going to say, what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, there there we go with our first movie. Let's get on to our second movie, which I think is another uh, cousin, maybe older cousin to Dead Alive. I'm talking about the 1985 uh, horror classic, Reanimator. Herbert West is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such drivel? These people are here to learn and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. What are He's you brilliant, but a little weird. I've broken the six to 12 minute barrier. I've conquered brain death. His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. <laughs> but lately they're getting out of hands. <laughs> and he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead. Herbert West has affected reanimation in dead animal tissue. What are you thinking? How do you feel? H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. Mr. West. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job in a sideshow. It will scare you to pieces. I never even heard of this movie, by the way. You called it a classic. Uh, the logline on this one, Chrissy, or anyone who's never seen Reanimator before, is a dedicated student at a medical college and his girlfriend become involved in bizarre experiments centering around the reanimation of dead tissue when an odd new student arrives on campus. This movie is directed by Stuart Gordon of um, From Beyond. He did From Beyond, Dolls, of course, Robot Jocks, which was a, a favorite of mine as a kid, and Fortress with Christopher Lambert, which is a crazy-ass movie as well. Written by Stuart Gordon, William Morris, and Dennis Paoli from an HP HP Lovecraft story. Chrissy Reanimator. What do you think? Is this some sort of Nazi shit? Because we have Gruber and it starts in whatever German what uh, Zurich. So I'm just wondering, like, is this a Nazi propaganda movie? So what you're saying is you were in because <laughs> he loves Nazis. Turn on the Nazi air horns. <laughs> uh, no, Chrissy, what do you think? So you, you trashed Dead Alive. What do you think about Reanimator? Uh, okay, so I went, I guess I went more back and forth on this one than I did with Dead Alive. Not because it's a better movie, but because I saw it first. So my tolerance was a little bit higher. By the time I got to Dead Alive, any tolerance I had had been washed away down the drain. So it it got a little bit of a harsher treatment from me. (laughs) But so since I saw this movie first, I was like, okay, so this is terrible. This is 
this is patently awful, but let's just stay with it. Maybe there will be some redeeming qualities. And every so often, it, it was unintentionally funny. But much of the time, the horror aspects aside, it was also kind of, not kind of, it was sexist and uncomfortable. And it was one of those movies, going back to the discomfort thing, that made me as an audience member feel weird about myself. Like I'm watching it and it felt weird and awkward and I wanted it to end. (laughs) And mercifully, it ended before I think the two hour mark. Hmm. I'll volley over over to Paul. Paul, Paul, <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts on Reanimator, sir? Before this week, before doing this for the show, I hadn't seen this film since. I would say I was probably allowed to watch it in the very early nineties, or maybe even late late eighties, to be fair. So I hadn't seen it for a long, long time, and I had some hazy recollections about it. Some of the again the gore set pieces kind of stuck with me, but. The movie itself, apart from what it's about, I couldn't have said much about it. So, do not have the same affection for this. Uh, it's well regarded as a classic, as, as you said, Justin, amongst the horror community. Shout out to Justin from the Epic Film Guys. But I think it's a pretty flawed film. It has some really ridiculously over-the-top fun moments. And I think Jeffrey Coombs as Herbert West is great. But it's hard to hard to kind of get my head around. This comes from a H.P. Lovecraft story, which... I haven't read this particular one, but I have read a lot of H.P. Lovecraft and he is nothing like this film. So, it's it's an interesting trend, uh, version of his work. Yeah, I think it totally veered, like it takes like the premise uh, of the story um, from, from Lovecraft, but it goes off in its own direction. Um, I I would, so I, I don't have the same affection either for this movie. I, growing up in a video store though, the, the reanimator box was one of those movies that I'm like, someday I'm going to watch this movie because it, it prominently featured like the head, the, like the head everywhere. Like it was on the front of the box, yeah. it was on the back yeah. of the box. You know, it looked really bloody and gory. And at the time I was really into Fangoria and it was all in Fangoria. So I knew what is Fangoria? Fangoria is uh, this famous uh, horror, uh, like gore magazine. That uh, if like a movie was coming up in the theaters that was horror related, it showed like some of the goriest uh, like uh, scenes, like pictures of like some of the great effects. And so stuff. It, you're saying it's like Playboy for nerds who are into gore movies? Hell yeah, that's it. Perfect <laughs> description. Wow. Take off your pants, Chrissy. The new <laughs> Fangoria is here. That's horrible. <laughs> so, so I'm like, uh, I knew of, of this movie for several years before I got to watch it. And then once I watched it, I was like, okay, this is really good. Like, I really uh, appreciate like the visual effects and stuff. And like the end is super crazy. But the, the main reason Paul touched on this to watch this movie is Jeffrey Combs. Like he's in like his... A whole different film. Like, his character is, like, super over the top. You know, I'm surprised he doesn't have one of those mustaches. Totally. Um, <laughs> he, like, he's he's one of those guys that you're like, why does anyone in this movie trust this guy? Because he is super into killing things and then re- reanimating them. And that's just not someone that you could trust in your life. No, in his voice, <laughs> everything about him was creepy. Like... Even if you didn't know his backstory, the way he's just like, how about you enter the room? You're like, oh, God, how about I don't? <laughs> hey. Yeah, the moment the moment the cat turns up dead in the fridge in his room is yes. the moment that you're like, get the fuck out. I never wish to see you again. A hundred percent. Well, I think at the at the, at the beginning, he, he just like arrived inside the house. Like, I don't remember him even knock. He probably did knock, but I'm just like... <laughs> He's he's just there, like take him to task for knocking Justin. It's like single white feel, female almost, and um, like I said, he's he's the kind of guy that's like uh, like is that your dog? You know, and I'm like, yes, it's my dog. Get away from my dog because he will literally kill your dog just to say he'd be like, but I gave your dog life, and you're like Shh. even after it's been batted about the room and its intestine is missing from half of its body, but look, it can meow. Um, I think this movie needed more severed heads. That was the thing that that it lacked. Like it, it, there was too much uh, weird, campy soap opera uh, between you know the 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 main guy, which his name always escapes me, and his girl, his girlfriend. 
Hans Gruber is the the teacher at the beginning that dies and, and gets reanimated. And Paul, maybe you can voice this because I, I I don't know for sure. Is that where the Alan Rickman's character got his name from? There, this can't be just a coincidence, right? This came first. It did come first by what three years. So I did not put that in. You're right, uh, Hans Gruber. You're absolutely spot on. <laughs> I never connected it, even watching it just the other night. Hans Gruber is the the. Do you know? Uh the Bruce Willis movie. Oh <gasps> yes, Chrissy. What's it called? Well played, yes. Chrissy. Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, that one. See, uh, Wayne would Wayne would not have remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> but in my head, this whole time, I swear to God, and I almost didn't say it, but now that we're on the topic, in my head, I'm like McGruber. <laughs> I love McGruber. <laughs> Underrated. Speaking of Wayne, Paul, if if you were to show. Wayne Reanimator. What what would you think his response would be? <laughs> oh, I've Wayne has watched another film this week, which I don't know whether you need to do it for your show, but Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and that's a lot t- tamer than Reanimator. I my guess is Wayne is going to be very full of hatred and vitriol when we record our show later today. Wayne and I could be friends. I see you like Killer Clowns. <laughs> we watched that for the show. Oh, you I, did. I, I okay, started nodding. Yeah, when when Paul was talking, like we talked. Mm-hmm. A, we, we we talked a lot about the fact that if you know the killer clowns came and covered us in cotton candy, we would just eat out of the cotton candy because cotton candy is <laughs> delicious. I agree. Um. So. Um. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Jeffrey Combs is the main main reason to watch this movie. The end of this movie, which is notorious, which gets super uncomfortable and very oh, yeah. nearly rapey. That's what I was talking about earlier. Between a, a headless body and a uh, a naked woman, uh, is it, so gross. It's very crazy and and kind of weird. No, so. not just kind of weird. Like again, but the whole makes you uncomfortable and it makes you not like yourself for watching this movie. Like you're a part of the problem. Yes. So what you're saying is this is not like take your pants off, Fangoria type stuff going on i wouldn't know what take your pants off fangoria stuff is like so i'll take your word for it but as far as this is concerned yeah again no thanks return to sender well i guess in that sense the film does its job because that's meant to be an uncomfortable scene like to have this decapitated head just running its tongue up the side of the the damsel in distress in this movie that's that that scene is really uncomfortable so you know tick to the filmmakers because that's what they were going for and they even did a pretty good job of early in the film in just one or two scenes showing that that guy was way too into his colleague's daughter way too into not her. not only that i have to give props for the casting director for casting that guy because he looked like a zombie oh. before he was dead yeah, yeah. he was scary super scary so once he got his his head chopped off, I'm like, well, obviously he's the one, and uh, I would be v- very uncomfortable if his head was anywhere uh, near me. I don't know what made me more uncomfortable that scene where it's very rapey indeed, or back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the scene towards the end, which I still remember. I don't remember much about that movie, but I remember this where they, they're like, hit grandpa, and like giving grandpa whatever weapon they had. I remember, was it a hammer? I don't know. That's amazing. That was like, what, four or five years ago you watched that movie? I remember that scene. That is an amazing scene. The dinner table scene with the family. I, I've oh. never felt so uncomfortable. Although, I also felt equally uncomfortable in Heavenly Creatures, that Peter Jackson movie where they hit her with a rock in the stocking and when she's on the trail. That was pretty awful. I couldn't watch that scene, no joke, for three years. I fast-forwarded through, and then finally after three years was like, now I can watch it. Wow. Wow. All right. Um, a funny thing, so I haven't seen this movie forever, but since I watched this movie last, uh, there's been a lot of news in the past couple years. There's a guy in Europe. He's a doctor. I think he, I don't know if he's officially a neurosurgeon, a neuroscientist, but his name is Dr. Sergio Canavari Can- no. <laughs> or something like that. You guys have probably heard of the story. So he's the guy that has come up every six months in the news and saying, I am on the verge of doing the first ever live head transplant in in a, in a person, like an actual Whoa. human being. Okay, no, I was not aware of this. Um, Are you covering this on your show? I tr- so I tried inside scoop, guys. So I tried to get this guy on my show. 
Um, and when I say Not try, that means uh, no, my, my day job. And that means emailing back and forth with this guy. I think he's from Italy. He's an Italian scientist. You can literally, uh, Dr. Sergio, head transplant, Google it, you'll find everything. But he is basically a humongous a-hole, number one. <gasps> And, and, and you the, don't say. And then number two, I uh, I know a few neurosurgeons, and I sent a story to them, and they're like, "There is absolutely no way that this will ever work. We are not there yet. This is dumb. This is reckless. This is immoral." Because this guy, this doctor in Italy, says he's got this Russian uh, guy who has said, "Okay, I will do this for you. I have this." muscular degenerative disease i'm in a wheelchair i want you to take my head and put it on this other you know body head transplant let's make this work and the the doctor's like this is i'm going to be doing this and he's always like the next year like 2019 we're going to make this happen and it's always in the news every time he says i'm this is still going on so when i was watching this movie i was like oh man like that guy's gonna murder this other guy and this is not going to work and it's going to be a sad reanimator situation so but will there be (laughs) syringes full of bright green liquid will there be a a a severed head going down on a poor naked uh woman's body stop while you're ahead (laughs) i i have a couple of questions about this film one of the which is how come that guy when he dies and his head severed and he instructs his body to go around and inject the serum into all the other cadavers in the morgue. How come they follow his directions after that? Thank you. I asked Justin that when they all kind of came to life. I'm like, wait a minute. What is he like their leader now? How did this happen? And and how was it ever established where he got this super serum from? Like, no, I don't seemed, think so. He seemed to have like an endless supply of this glowy super serum. I'm like, man, like he's like sticking to everybody with this serum. Like, how long does it last? Where does he get it from? Is this like a like a Wakanda situation where it's like in the middle of Africa <laughs> and like underneath this mountain and he just like comes away? I think also the star of the film. So, you know, he's injected the serum into his, I guess, his uh, mentor and the guy's eyes pop out of his head in the first sort of gore-tastic scene of the of the movie, and they say, you've killed him. And he says, no, I gave him life. <laughs> and then we cut to, and he's arriving at Miskatonic University, and it's fine. Everyone's like, yeah, here's Dr. Herbert West. He's, you know, he's on the forefront of research about uh, regenerating dead tissue. And, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no mention about his involvement in this. He's not spent time in jail. It's not four years later, and he's been released. And it's just very strange, some of the, like you say, the logic leaps in this film. Totally agree. Not only that, he, like the the lead doctor is like giving a presentation to the class, and Herbert West is like snapping pencils the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, did he just show up at school like a minute ago? Like, a minute ago, what the fuck is his problem? So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yes, his no, arrogance was it knew no bounds. That is that is for sure. Um, this movie, Chris, this is going to surprise you. A 94% critics uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 82% audience score, 7.2 on IMDb. But why? Why? Yeah, I don't get it either, to be honest. I was really shocked when I logged into, I don't know if you got, yeah, you've got a Letterboxd account, Justin. I looked at Letterboxd and it's averaging 3.7 stars on Letterboxd for a horror film. That's unheard of. I don't understand why. I understood why Brain Dead, Brain Dead slash Dead Alive scored well. There's an audience for it. I'm not it, but I get it. This I don't get. Like, why would it be a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes? Were people on drugs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the 80s. There's a lot of cocaine from what I hear. True. Yeah, I, I think this is just, you know, it's an earlier movie. It's 85. It was kind of push, pushing the boundaries a little bit in terms of the gore. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's it's an okay movie. I think it's okay. Um, the trivia for this movie on IMDb might be better than the whole movie. Okay. You, you guys won't believe this. So He's excited. <laughs> you won't believe this. The, you know how I love uh, trivia and, and quotations because you never know if it's true or not. But this has got to be true. So the woman, Dan, who's the main character, Dan. They gave the main character, Dan. How boring and vanilla can you get? Is seen attempting to resuscitate at the beginning of the film. The woman, Dan, is seen attempting to resuscitate at the beginning of the film because he's like an ER doctor or something. Or, no, you know, a practicing doctor. 
She was a dildo enthusiast and was oh, known man. to hide dildos with the fake corpses in the morgue <laughs> set. That's amazing. <laughs> That's one of the ones like 14 out of 14 found helpful on IMDb. Like, yep, it is helpful because now helpful. you feel like this movie was redeemed. <laughs> um, helpful. <laughs> this is sad. So David Gale, that was the guy, the head guy. So Yep. He he's a head throughout a lot of the movie. He was made to shave his head and wear a toupee, as this was found to be in keeping with Doctor Hill's character. In the DVD commentary, it was revealed that this was also necessary for budgetary reasons, as there was no money available to match Gail's hair on a prosthetic head prop. So they're like, "We don't got the money. You need to shave off all your head." Have they not heard of a bald cap? I mean, that's a thing. This poor guy. It's not like he was like a young dude and he was going to grow this back really fast. Hence, bald cap. It happens every week on SNL and in almost every Broadway show where there was a bald person. So, Paul, you kind of feel sorry for him like there. Like, they should have just given him, given him a bald cap. But then you get later on into the trivia and you found the worst thing. His wife allegedly divorced from him shortly after this film's release. In the DVD's audio commentary, the rest of the cast suspects that the scene when his character, Dr. Hill, attempts to rape Megan was the cause of the divorce. Oh, oh that's awful. God. <laughs> so this guy is in this scene where his severed head almost goes down on, on this, this woman, and his wife is watching this and is like, nope, drawing up the divorce papers instantly. So, okay, I have two thoughts here. My first one... <laughs> I have to say, so my knee jerk was like, oh man, poor David, that sucks. That's terrible. And he's an actor playing a character. And then, then I put myself in old wifey shoes for a second. And I anticipated how I would feel if this were Justin in a movie where he's just like. It's my big break, Chrissy. Just let me go down on a, on a woman. Holding headless. his own head in his hands and licking various body parts of a bound woman on a table. And now I can see why they got divorced. I mean, I might ask you for a divorce too. Really? So, so like if that wait, was possibly. Justin's job to act and he did well, it so well and so convincingly that he's like, this is a bit uncomfortable, Chrissy, my darling. But uh, if you're going to watch me in this film, just be prepared for the fact that I do some disturbing things. This is what the director in the part asked of me. And you'd go, ah, divorce. No, Chrissy, not automatically. Chrissy, you, you know how good I am at licking things. I'm sorry that the director has recognized my licking talents. Like, look, Chris, like, what if this is me in the movie? Look at me. Look, I'm like. Oh, oh, God. Please don't. Oh, man. Please don't. Can we have that for the soundboard, please? That little bit? Oh, God. That was the worst. He wasn't even doing, like, the alphabet with his mouth. He was basically, like, using his tongue as some sort of spear and whatever he found there it was. Oh man, that's a very that's a big cause of HPV. They've they've studied this now. So wait, what is? Huh? What is? Be specific. G- uh, headless, uh, disembibbered heads <laughs> going down on 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 women uh, that causes uh, cancer, HPV? oral cancer. HPV, yeah. mean? Yeah. For, well, wait, no, HPV is not in the mouth. It's down there. It transfers from down there to in the mm-hmm. mouth. It yeah. does? Yes. Yes. There's a, is, there's a growing instance or incidence of, of uh, mouth cancer. Oh. Michael Douglas? Don't you remember God. Michael Douglas? So we are blaming Catherine for this? I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm blaming no one. I'm just reading the facts. That shit, Cray. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute, Chrissy. So reanimator situation, divorce. But what if it's like a Fifty Shades situation? Is that's that, different. That that's more sexy. Yeah, you're down with that. And also, I really think it depends on the man in this situation. So it's me, champion liquor. Oh God, please stop making that face. <laughs> So, yeah. So if it's you and you're like, oh, how did this, you know, my Nobody's going to cast me if you use my butthead voice, Chrissy. <laughs> I can't believe I had to do this. Oh, my God. Look away. I'd be like, all right, whatever. It's fine. But if you were just like dead silent and like looking at me out of your side eye and like I could tell you were pitching a tent while watching this, then it would be different. And I'd be like, bye bye. <laughs> Take your pants off, reanimators on, Chrissy. 
Paul, 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 did you watch this alone? What would your what would your lady think about this oh, movie? God, no. There's no way she'd have got through either of these two films. In fact, last night as I was finishing Killer Clown, sorry to bring that up again, she sat there for five minutes and just went, this is absolute garbage, I'm going to bed. That was the end of that. I want to be friends with your wife. <laughs> so I guess we should say major props to Chrissy for getting through both of these films. This Without is falling true. asleep. Very true. Without falling asleep. See, we need what? to watch more crazy horror movies. Chrissy, you you stay awake during these. In my defense, you didn't throw shade at me for keeping my phone out or my laptop out this time, which helps me stay awake and somewhat engaged. <laughs> so there you go. I know. Uh, Percentage-wise, how how much of, of Brain Dead, Dead Alive did you actually watch? Because there's a lot of you were not even looking at the screen. Just because I'm not directly looking doesn't mean I'm not paying attention. Probably 80% for each. Okay. All right. Um, what so? What would be your final grade for Reanimator, Chrissy? D, D minus. So, which one did you like better? Well, again, my tolerance was higher for the first movie I saw. Doesn't matter which one I would have seen first. It would have been like, oh, okay. So unfairly, so Reanimator, I suppose is. Uh, oh my God, I hate saying. <laughs> you that. didn't start with an F for Reanimator. We didn't no, have to walk oh, you I back. Know. So. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. The, the tolerance thing is why I'm like, meh. But for me, they're truly on par. I would not see either one again. I'd have no reason to recommend them to friends. I will say this. The latter of the two, I would talk about with friends. Like, did you ever see this horrible, crazy movie that some people call Brain Dead and other people call Dead Alive? Because, oh my God, it's the worst thing ever. But have you seen it? I would not ask anybody if they had seen Reanimator. Well, there you there's, go. there's sequels to Reanimator. There's Bride mm. of Reanimator. There's another one after that. I'm I'm guessing you're not down for that. No thanks. No? Okay. Well, hang Paul- on. I'd like to propose one other thing that that Chrissy might be down for. Reanimator the musical, a stage production. I'm down. Let's do it. Well, this was originally supposed to be a a, a stage production. Chrissy, did you know that? No. Watching this movie and and I knowing that when I watched it this time I was watching like it's not like there's a lot of locations for this movie so I could see it definitely be a great wait is this is this currently playing or is this something that no well, it was 2011 I I wonder if it's broad <sighs> off Broadway oh. run has continued for seven years <laughs> I I kind of doubt it although can we get David Hasselhoff to sign off on doing this I mean he did Jekyll and Hyde this is like a stone's throw away Chrissy you know what this means what. So you're telling me there's a chance I can <laughs> pull out my... Please stop with the goddamn tongue. Never touch me again, ever, by the Imagine way. Imagine me holding my head. My, so no head here, but I'm holding my head here. It's just like licking my lips. No, I'm not even looking at you right now. I am putting literal hand blinders on my face and staring at the table. I love that this this majorly grosses you out, but I could do like Grant Grant. You're like, oh, cool. Let's like go to Target or something, Grant yeah, Grant. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so no, no reanimated costume for you at this year's Halloween, Justin. Uh, I guess not. I guess Sorry, not. Man. Paul, so what would be your final grade for, for reanimator? Uh, C plus C, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I'd probably say C myself. Uh, I could see where it kind of set, you know, new ground being back in 1985. I think it's 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 not terrible. It's it's fun to watch. Like I said, Jeffrey Combs, the main character, is like an alien from another another planet in this movie, and that's probably the best reason to watch. As as well as the the actual physical effects. Again, the budget for this one. Uh, was only nine hundred thousand at the time. Yeah, so, which is pretty impressive that the, what they managed to produce with that. Justin, uh, I want to give you a quick backhanded compliment. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Go ahead. It's amazing how far you have developed in your nerdy niche here in terms of like what excites you. You were just talking about WonderCon a second ago, and like these movies and everything. Ten years ago, you were taking me to midnight screenings of Raising Arizona and crossing your fingers that I'd like it and not fall asleep and like, how will she feel about this movie? I don't know. And now we've graduated to these movies. It's a story about love, Chrissy. It's a story about love. <laughs> Which, by the way, that midnight screening of Raising Arizona was hosted um, by Edgar Wright. So, uh, ooh, okay, yeah, yeah, In memory. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I love movies, Chrissy, and I love you. And like I said, I give major props that you got through both these movies without falling asleep. Uh, it was very touch and go during, (laughs) during dead alive. I was like, Oh my God, are we going to make it through this one? It's, it's really getting crazy. So, um, thanks Justin. Uh, I'm not even sad that you almost gave it an F. So cool. (laughs) Paul, you rock, sir. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you for the invite. It's been a, a, a pleasure. I've, it's been fun to talk to someone who normally wouldn't watch these kind of films and get their alternate take on it, but also fun to geek out with you, Justin, and, and uh, celebrate at least uh, Brain Dead slash Dead Alive, even if uh, the reanimator wasn't quite as good as I hoped it might have been from my memory. Paul, you're the continual voice of reason on this podcast, and you're welcome anytime. <laughs> Next time, if I, ever, if I ever get to come back, Chrissy, we have to do something that's more your speed. So I don't know. No, I was like, only gory, only gory horror <laughs> no, movies from no. now on for Next Paul. Next time, we're doing Bridget Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the equivalent opposite pain, I'm sure. I've never seen any of those films. You no, know, Paul. We're educating uh, Chrissy about Paul. Paul also loves musicals, Chrissy. Oh. That's his jam. Musicals is his jam. Good. So, um, I haven't seen Greatest Showman. Isn't that terrible? I haven't either. I want to see that. So, nor me. Nor me. (laughs) No. Let's do a podcast about that. No one will listen, but I'll be happy. (laughs) Um, Paul, Paul, where can we find you and, and your lovely voice online, sir? Uh, if you search for the countdown movie and TV reviews, that should do the trick. But if you want to directly communicate with well, me, because I run it, the our Twitter page is the countdown or at the countdown PC. That should pretty much find us these days. Nice. Um, I think there there might be a, a a chance that I might be running into Paul on his podcast, maybe sometime soon. Paul, is that the Watch. rumor? Not a chance. It's locked in, right? For a couple oh. of weeks away. I was, Crossover. I, I was doing the soft tease, but. Uh, oh, okay. No, it's happening. Go it's going to be a big one. Tease, we're we're going to pit two mortal enemies against each other Justin versus epic film guy Nick. <laughs> He's going down. <laughs> He's going down. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> so, um, and uh, we're sending all our, 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 our thoughts and prayers to your. To to Wayne as well. He's he's having it. Has he had his surgery yet? Is he having it soon? No, it's on Wednesday. So yeah, it's oh. coming up very shortly. So Good he, luck, Wayne. He's he's having surgery, taking a break from the show, and we will miss his uh, amazing laugh uh, <laughs> and his his love, his newfound love for Steven Seagal, Chrissy. Ugh. This is not a good time in history <laughs> to have a newfound love of Steven Seagal. Oh, this has been a huge plot twist. Like the, we thought that they were going to fight. He challenged Steven Seagal to a fight, and then all of a sudden, just in the last week and a half, he's like, "Nope, kind of want to, you know, take him for a roll in the hay." It's weird. Oh, it's weird, Paul. Man. It is very strange. I don't understand it, nor do I approve of it. So hopefully, we'll Same. get some clarity sometime soon. <laughs> Uh, Chrissy, where can we where can you find us on, on the internet? We're probably not as Googleable as the countdown. However, you could give it a try. Google "So I Married a Movie Geek" and you'll find links to our podcast on uh, SoundCloud, Podbean, uh, Stitcher. No, not Stitcher. Fuck Stitcher! I lied. We hate Stitcher. We hate you, Stitcher. You know what I meant? The other one with the green Spotify. Thank you, Spotify. See, I'm good with words and memory. Uh, and you can follow Justin at Movie Geek Cast on Twitter because he's witty and amazing over there. Same thing for Facebook, uh, Instagram as well, and occasionally Snapchat where our five-year-old monitors that account. And, and of course, you can find our podcast plus the countdown on podfixnetwork.com mm-hmm. where all the, po- all the cool podcasts hang out, basically. Only the best <laughs> podcasts. Um, and then next week on our show is is a huge one. Um, it's our '90s tournament final. What? Finally, already. Uh, so the, the the four drafters that made it there are Ashley from Rabbit Ears TV podcast. We got Gerald from Two Pieces in a Pod, Shampoo from Luke Quest, and then Hannah from Film Roast are going to be battling it out. By drafting the films of 1999. We've- Justin, real quick question. Because as they say in, in Hollywood, this is in the can. So, without giving away any names, do you think one podcaster has an advantage over the others? 
in my eyes, I say yes. And mm. and I moderated the draft. Like I said, it's already in the can, as Chrissy says. <laughs> but you guys will not believe uh, some of the films that are drafted in this draft. <laughs> you you would think that, that people would, would have brought their A game for this. They did. Not everyone, guys. Mm, oh, interesting. you're being harsh. Uh, the rumor is that this, it's pretty messy, this draft, <laughs> that it gets pretty full on. So looking forward to that. Uh, it's, it's very exciting. And, and you want to stick around and listen to it. Um, but yeah, uh, w- w- like I said, w- we're ending this this tournament. There might be uh, the rumblings of another tournament c- starting hopefully this summer. Um, but yeah, stick around for the 99 final. It's a lot of fun. But other than that, uh, thanks again to Paul for joining us. Yay! Chrissy, thank you. Props, props for watching both these movies straight through. High and uh, we will see everyone next week. Thanks a lot. Adios. Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.